This is the Originals Podcast, and it's back for a second season thanks to you and your open ears. It's being made to help record a landmark happening for all time. Say what? I'm Sam Lane, and I'll fill you in. When the most supported sports club in SportsMad Australia fields an elite women's team for the first time, it has super meaningful ripple effects. That's what happened when the Australian Football League's present-day powerhouse club entered the AFL's elite competition for women in 2020. That club is the Richmond Tigers. A club that boasts more paid-up members than any other in Australia. A club that has existed for 136 years and, up until last year, had only ever been a home for fully-fledged or hopeful male sporting champions. Last year, Richmond Football Club became inclusive in a way it was not previously able to. It did this by gaining entry to the AFL's AFL Women's Competition, a national league that was launched in 2017. Now that Richmond has an AFLW licence and team, grown women can play under the AFL's banner representing the famous yellow and black. Young girls can now do more than merely dream about following in their bootsteps. If you want to hear more about how impatient Richmond was for this, the original episode of The Originals is all about it. I was angry. I was. I still to this day don't know the reasons for the decisions. That's the voice of Peggy O'Neill, current president of Richmond and the first woman ever to hold the position as AFL or VFL club president. Peggy's definitely not one for blowing up. She's as composed as they come. But when Richmond's bid to join the AFL Women's League was rejected initially by the AFL, and when the Tigers were made to wait for three years before making their AFLW debut last year, it's fair to say Peggy was angry. Anyway, episode one of the original series one will take you through all that and more. You'll ride the night of the Tigers AFLW debut and you'll hear Peggy O'Neill in another less familiar voice. Come on, Sabrina! Yay! That's Peggy again, pumped in the grandstands of Carlton's Princess Park when we happened to have a microphone on as Sabrina Frederick became the first woman to kick a goal for the Richmond Football Club in a match for AFLW Premiership points. But now, to the here and now. And to paint the picture, it's January 2021. There's been a global pandemic since the 2020 AFLW season was abruptly cancelled by the AFL without the awarding of a Premiership and without Richmond winning a single game from six outings in its debut season. This podcast is going to look back on that and also look forward. And we've even got a sponsor who's helping to make this possible. This return series of the originals is sponsored by Wise Employment, helping people who have employment barriers, including mental illness and disability, to find meaningful work. Find out more at wiseemployment.com.au or call 1-800-685-105. Let's now rapid-fire recap on the Tigers' inaugural AFLW season, on-field and off. 
I've recruited some key people to share their unique insights to this. Richmond's first AFLW captain, Katie Brennan. The team's AFLW program head, Kate Sheehan. The Tigers' new senior AFLW coach, Ryan Ferguson. More on that major development later. And in episode two, where Ryan's our feature interview subject. We're also going to hear some super interesting info from Richmond executive Simon Matthews about the measurable impact, more from a commercial viewpoint, that Richmond's AFLW side has had in a very short period of time. And we'll hear more from Peggy O'Neill, her expectations in 2021, among other things. So, what happened in 2020? Well... After a very exciting build-up, including a season launch that packed the function room at Richmond's Punt Road home base, the Swinburne Centre, the Tigers debuted against Carlton to kick off the AFLW's fourth ever season. The occasion was unforgettable for Katie Brennan, who will forever hold the honour of captaining the Richmond Football Club for their first AFLW game. There was just the excitement around... Um, you know, not only the playing group, but all the staff who had put in a hell of a lot of hard work to get us there. Um, and then all of the, the club people behind us, um, we just had an enormous amount of support from those people who have worked so hard to put the program together. And it was sort of the, the first night for it to all come to fruition and for us to, um, yeah, step out there in, in Richmond colours and play for premiership points. So I think that was the, the highest of highs. And, um, it was such a you know exciting day for the whole club and all the girls, and it's one that we'll just cherish forever. Peggy O'Neill was in the grandstands, sitting next to Richmond CEO Brendan Gale, board member Henriette Rothschild, and other club notables. All of them were mesmerised, as if this hugely significant arrival in the rich past of their beloved footy club was almost surreal. Tigers and Australian sports icon Kevin Bartlett stood in the stands beside everyday punters in the crowd of 15,337. The Blues were way too strong, winning by 34 points, and it could have been a whole lot more. The full-time scoreboard reading 6-12-48 to Richmond's 2-2-14. Sabrina Frederick booted the Tigers' first AFLW goal. That's how Peggy O'Neill responded. But she didn't kick that goal until the final term. Courtney Wakefield backed that up to make it two for the night. In round two, the Tigers met the Gold Coast Suns, but recorded what would be their most narrow loss of the year at 11 points difference at full time. Final scores, Suns 5-3-33 to Richmond's 2-10-22. Round three, it was a heavy loss to North Melbourne, 12 4 to an inaccurate Tiger outfit, 2 8 a 56-point margin. Round four was promising, very promising. It was the Tigers' biggest score of the season by far, 7 3 to Geelong's 10-7-67. Ultimately, on the scoreboard, it was a 22-point loss, compounded by the fact that skipper Katie Brennan suffered a blow that left her concussed and terribly unwell for several weeks afterwards. Round five, GWS beat the Tigers by 45 points, 7-14-56 to one goal 5-11. And in round six on March 14, well, the Tigers were pummeled by St Kilda, 6-6-42 to just three points, a 39-point loss. 
Then the AFL stopped the competition due to the coronavirus pandemic. Monique Conti eventually won the Tigers' inaugural Best and Fairest Award and was the only Richmond player nominated in the 2020 AFLW All-Australian squad. But she didn't make the final cut of that best of the best competition lineup. So even in an abbreviated debut season, did the winless Tigers underperform? I, I don't I don't know if it's a clear black and white answer to that. That's the assessment of the Tigers AFLW program boss, Kate Sheehan. I think if the average punter looked at our season and looked at some of our top end talent, they would have thought that, you know, yeah, we underperformed and it wasn't as you know, maybe the success that everyone thought it might have been. But I I do genuinely believe it would have been hard to measure what success looked like in that first season. On the whole, the football club and the the department, that being the AFLW department, were just going to be that much better for the experience and opportunity of 2020. And Captain Katie Brennan's take? You can't always expect the start of a journey to go completely smoothly and um, for us to you know, win every game. But I think we, we really started strong. Um, we're starting to develop a really great culture around the group and it, we're starting to pull together a, peop- a, a group of people that are really um, focused on heading in a similar direction and that's what really excites me about 2021. I mentioned Richmond executive Simon Matthews earlier. He's not the first person to have used such terminology but to the question of what impact Richmond having an AFLW side has already had on the club, he says... The women's team is completing our club. Simon's also got some measurable metrics that are super interesting. I think if we look at how it engaged our audiences, we set up an Instagram account for the first time, which had over 22,000 followers. Now, that was more than Collingwood. It was sort of double Melbourne. So they're teams that have been around for a long time. And that really pointed to me that there was a, an, an appetite to consume content from our women's program, which is fantastic. And our women's Twitter audience grew to 4,000 as well. And, and that benchmarks very well against uh, a number of the more, um, I guess, seasoned clubs in terms of AFLW. So it certainly was engaging an, an audience, an, an existing one and a new one. And I think from a membership perspective too, those numbers pointed to um, a really significant business outcome for us as well. We had 2,258 members in our inaugural year, our women's members. Um, the competition, across the competition, there were just over 20,000. So 12% of the members of the AFLW women's program in, in, its, in that season, last season, were, were Richmond members. And, and that's, I mean, look, we, we're a big club, so we'd expect that number to be, to be, to be solid, which it was. Um, but I think, you know, to hit those numbers so early on shows there was a real appetite, again, from our supporter base to want to be part of this journey with us. So that was really exciting for us. We've had a number of partners who have joined the club just based purely on our, our involvement in the AFLW competition. $30 million coming to the club already from state and federal government. And a key aspect of all the pitches that we've put to both federal and state government is around the fact that we need to create better facilities for our women's uh, program. Um, they understand the value of women's program. They understand the, the impact that the elite program can have at the grassroots level as well and all the health benefits, etc. So government have certainly warmed to the idea of what we're trying to establish at Punt Road and um, and equally have, have put their money where their mouth is, I guess, and, and have supported us in trying to, trying to get this development off the ground. We've still got a little way to go, but I think it's going to be, when it is completed, the, the women's facilities, which will be a key part of this redevelopment, will be will be outstanding. They'll be state-of-the-art. 
Peggy O'Neill, as club president, has made her own observations, mindfully and proudly, as you'd expect. Well, when I think about uh, the first season, you have to think about the first game. And uh, while we were, in the end, disappointed we didn't have it at Punt Road Oval. Um, we were happy to go into the um, opponent's um, lair and call it our home game. Um, and we didn't win, but it was a wonderful atmosphere. Um, I do still think about the first goal that was kicked by Sabrina <laughs> and the fact that you captured me <laughs> going a bit crazy about it. Um, but I think that just realizing we were in the competition and we'd waited for that moment and we had a uh, a, a function, a small function just before and and how much excitement there was around the room and the families and and um, and all the staff who arrived. So um, I just have to say that first game was really very, very um, uh, memorable for, all, uh, for a lot of reasons. Just a short pause here to tell you about the first sponsor of the Originals podcast. It's Wise Employment, a Melbourne-based, Australian-owned, not-for-profit organisation that has been helping Australians for nearly 30 years. Every 13 minutes, Wise places a job seeker into employment through their free, government-funded employment services programs. Wise's ultimate vision is to inspire, transform and enable people to realise their potential. WISE pushes for diversity and inclusion in Australian workplaces and it helps people with employment barriers like mental illness and disability to find meaningful work. WISE's partnership with Richmond's AFLW team is motivated by WISE Employment's particular dedication to supporting women athletes and empowering women in all aspects of life. WISE has a Richmond office and over 100 others across Victoria, New South Wales, Tasmania, South Australia, Queensland and the Northern Territory. The friendly team at WISE Employment would love to meet you and discuss how they can find you employment or help find the right fit for your team. Visit wiseemployment.com.au or call 1800 685 105. And tell them, if you like, that you heard about WISE thanks to the Richmond Footy Club and the Originals podcast. Now back to the abrupt end to the 2020 AFLW season. The competition was stopped because of the coronavirus. There was no premiership awarded in the AFLW's fourth year. And the Tigers finished winless. AFLW team boss Kate Sheehan openly describes Richmond's internal response. I think that in that um, post the the final game and the aftermath, we did a, a significant review of the entire department, um, players, staff, you know, collectively, you know, how it panned out with the help of Shane McCurry, who does a lot of work in our um, in our men's program. And I think that was a, a very important process to go through. Um, allow the players to have their input, allow the staff to have their input. And, and the really, the great thing that came out of all of that was the level of um, care that was felt by everyone. Everyone knew that um, we'd set this club up to genuinely care and look after our people. Um, maybe the results weren't there. Maybe the, you know, there was some change and some difficulties throughout the season, which every club experiences. But Ultimately, deep down, it was, well, we're here to ensure that the environment is one where people want to be, people feel cared and loved and, and looked after. Um, and so 
that that was a really pleasing thing to come out of um, the review, the really significant, like it was a 116-page review that was conducted. Um, so really proud of that. We had we had a you know a big change in the coaching department in the off season, and um, there was no secret made of that. We had to you know make a decision around our head coaching position. Asked to nominate one of the most significant discoveries tabled in that 116-page review summary document. Kate Sheehan says the standards needed to improve um, the training standards, and we needed to set our players up. It wasn't that the, the standards; it wasn't that the players weren't um, trying hard enough or not being professional, because they absolutely were. It was more that hey, we we now know we can push them more. We now know their level of resilience and their level of training. Um, you know abilities that we can leading into next season we we go hey we can we can do a lot more work in this area and we can um run them a bit harder or um put them in more combative situations and they're not going to break and what did the review find to mount the case for the change of senior coach and ultimately tom hunter's departure after leading the side for the debut season only kate sheehan again sometimes in these positions Unfortunately, you have to make really difficult decisions. And at the end of the day, we felt after the review that Tom needed a lot more support around him and he needed probably a senior figure that could provide him with, um, you know, a bit of a, a shoulder to lean on and, and a bit of advice at times. And um, the situation was that we didn't have the finances in the in the program to be able to put someone like that around Tom. So. We, what we decided was we're going to have to find someone who's probably got that level of experience. Ryan Ferguson, a qualified teacher who played 47 matches for the Melbourne Footy Club and was a development coach at Richmond in the men's program, was the winning candidate for the head AFLW coach's job. We're going to meet Ryan properly next week in a special feature interview. For now, I wanted his short take on Richmond's pre-season focuses and what he's willing to project about the Tigers' 2021 season. There's no doubt in my mind he'd had formed very clear views on both, but his answers give the distinct impression that the reference points this AFLW side will use and draw on from now on relate to what the team sees itself as here and now. You know, we, we want to be a highly competitive, combative uh, team that, that gets the ball forward uh, that's highly connected and uh, across the field and unlocks the ball in our, in, our, in our half and is exciting to watch and you know lays a lot of tackles and wins the ball back and, and shares it and, and finds someone in a better position to, to try and score. We want to win. And every week I think we're going to be at a level where we can aim to be highly competitive and no reason why we aren't aiming to win every game we play. In the men's program at Tigerland, Peggy O'Neill, Brendan Gale and co are overseeing a phenomenal run of premierships. But that's not the expectation, not yet, for their AFLW side. Peggy O'Neill stated measures of success in 2021 for the AFLW unit. Well, we're in effect sort of starting all over again. Uh, We have uh, had, we brought in quite a few new players between the draft and the trade period. And um, and we have a new coach. We have a sort of a new coaching arrangement and staff. And 
and we are still in the time of the pandemic, so we're not quite sure what that will be. But expectations are, um, we I think everybody wants to win. <laughs> um, does that mean that we're going to go all the way? Uh, we'd be delighted if we had, but we uh, we just want to see people feel like they're getting better as players and that they're really forging as a team. Yeah, I'd like to see that joy continue. Um, and the excitement and the and the fun part of it. Uh, it's serious business, so you need to have fun while you can. And I think at Richmond, we've really been committed to making sure that um, uh, the players feel that they belong and that they respect and enjoy each other's company. And, and, uh, and you do better when you enjoy coming to work. It's just how you harness that and forge a team. And so here we are. On the cusp of Richmond's second AFLW season, waiting and watching for all of that. This concludes episode one of a podcast we hope you'll follow all through the season, share with your friends and even revisit. I'm Sam Lane, writer and co-producer of The Originals, working with the super support of Richmond's excellent digital team. Very special thanks to Matt Collada, Ian Goh, Elizabeth Yore and Josh Berryman. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, if you're into this, the first 10-part series of The Originals is already banked. We had long-form chats with Sabrina Frederick, Akesh Makua-Chut and Courtney Wakefield, just to name a sample. There's a collection of some of the most honest and rich discussions I've ever enjoyed with footballers. Surprises are plenty, laughs and tears. You'll find these waiting to be downloaded wherever you get your podcasts. And next week, as I've mentioned, something fresh for the collection when we meet Tiger's new AFLW senior coach, Ryan Ferguson. I'm looking forward to it very much. And now for the sign-off of original sign-offs to Richmond president, Peggy O'Neill. Go Tigers.